Hey, hey, Minnesota PAs, welcome to the MAPA podcast, the podcast by Minnesota PAs for Minnesota PAs. My name is Jeff Sanquist, PAC, and on this episode, we will be highlighting articles from the July and August issue of Impact. That's the bi-monthly e-publication delivered directly to your inbox, keeping you informed and up-to-date on important things happening here in Minnesota, as well as nationally related to healthcare and PA practice. And if you don't have that email anymore, no worries. You can always find the most recent, along with past issues of Impact, under the News tab on the MAPA website homepage at minnesotapa.org. And before we get into it, a quick disclaimer and reminder, this podcast is not intended for medical advice and should not be taken as such. In addition, the opinions expressed are those of the individuals. And finally, I apologize in advance to anyone whose name I do not pronounce correctly. And so with that, on with the episode. The first article is a message from the incoming MAPA president, P.A. Jennifer Dietert. Welcome to the summer of 2021. I am excited to serve as the MAPA president for the next 12 months. I have one word that has led into my term as president and will very likely shape my time as president as well, and that word is change. We know that viruses change through mutation and we're witnessing the effects of the COVID-19 virus Delta and Lambda variants both in Minnesota and around the globe. If the COVID-19 virus continues to circulate, leading to additional variants, we risk repeat lockdowns, the need for booster vaccines, and in some communities, a potential for the return of difficult working conditions. Vaccines are one of the tools to continue the positive change in the fight against COVID-19. And if you have not received the COVID-19 vaccine yet, please consider getting it and please encourage the same behavior for your patients. At home, I am seeing glimpses of recovery and normalcy after a pandemic that changed every aspect of our lives. I have started enjoying eating dinner and sharing time outdoors with friends and family. It is a welcome change that I hope will be allowed to continue. During the lockdown, I looked at my life, my choices, relationships, and where I focused my time and talents, and reflected the meaning of my life and values. Did you have a similar conversation with yourself? As we begin the change to a new normal, I am more intentional about choices and consider the effect on the future of my family, friends, patients, and profession. I want to thank our MAPA leaders, past and present, who give their time and talents to change for the better and support the PA profession in Minnesota. These PAs are just like you. They are busy raising families, striving for mental and physical well-being, caring for the people in their communities, and educating future medical professionals. While doing this, they have made time to elevate our profession within the medical community, and I recognize the efforts of the MAPA committees, who are the driving force for change and progress of the PA profession in Minnesota. Because of their work, this past year, MAPA has excitedly seen the following changes. Growth in our membership, now over 1,000 members, increased social media presence, and increased CME event attendance with new records set. MAPA was instrumental in giving Minnesota PAs more practice freedoms. MAPA shared Minnesota PA's collective voice to the AAPA about the PA title change. 
MAPA appreciates the time, talents, and efforts of our leaders, and I am calling to service those MAPA members who have not held a leadership position. For only a few hours every few months, you can contribute to the success and future of MAPA. I would like to introduce to you our MAPA committees and chairs at minnesotapa.org committee, where the profiles can be viewed with their pictures and bios, and encourage you to please consider giving your time and talents to support the PA profession in Minnesota. And as a member of the student relations as well as communications and marketing committees myself, I also want to echo President Dieter's words and encourage considering donating your time and talents to MAPA and the PA profession. Next up are a number of MAPA events and initiatives. These are opportunities to obtain both CME and non-CME learning, as well as to connect with other members and PAs. First is the annual Fall CME Conference, and like last year, it is going to be coming to a screen near you virtually. But regardless of the format, this is still an excellent opportunity to connect with your colleagues, earn valuable CME credits, brush up on clinical knowledge, and build up your practice toolkit. This year's virtual layout will consist of two days of live, high-caliber CME sessions along with on-demand content. In addition, full registration includes the live stream sessions and access to the recordings for an additional 30 days. All the details and registrations can be found on the website under the CME tab at the top. And if you haven't attended a virtual CME before and are hesitant to sign up, I attended both the spring and fall virtual CME events last year and can say without a doubt it's absolutely worth the price of admission and you really can't beat the convenience of learning from home or on demand if you can't attend live. And speaking of the fall CME, remember that with each of these, there's an associated charity, and this fall's charity is Super Herber Brothers. Andy Herber, a fellow PA and popular CME presenter, created the Super Herber Brothers Foundation to educate, empower, support, and improve the lives of children and families of children with epilepsy, food allergies, and childhood cancer. MAPA will be accepting donations to support Andy's organization during the fall CME, so stay tuned for your opportunity to help support the Super Herber Brothers cause, and until then, you can learn more about this great cause at superherberbrothers.com. And if you're looking for some additional CME courses that are quick, easy, and free, check out quitlogicseducation.org, and that's logics with an X. This website from the Minnesota Department of Health Quit Partner Program provides access to tools, resources, and education modules to help you care for individuals with tobacco dependence. Next up is the ongoing I Am MAPA campaign designed to recognize and celebrate the variety of PAs and PA students who are MAPA. For July and August, I Am MAPA is featuring PA Peter Lindblom, who practices in trauma and surgical critical care. P.A. Emily Scheid, who practices in family medicine, and pre-P.A. student Megan Olson. All members are invited to participate. To be featured in the campaign, complete the form located under the membership tab on the website or the link in Impact to submit your information and photo. And while you're there, you can view the profiles of those who have already been published. We look forward to seeing you in the future.
And last but certainly not least for initiatives and events, did you know there's a MAPA podcast now? Well, of course you did if you're listening to this, but I bet you have friends and colleagues that don't know. So please spread the word that we now have a podcast and that the impact emails that may have gone unread in the past despite best intentions can now be listened to on the way to work, while out for a walk, bike ride, run, really whenever and wherever you want. You can find the podcast at mappapodcast.buzzsprout.com as well as searching on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, my favorite podcast app, Overcast, and more podcast apps and players in the future. Thanks for listening and spreading the word. And speaking of spreading the word, did you know that MAPA produces monthly public service announcements that can be heard online and on the radio? Let's take a listen for July. All it takes is one afternoon of fun in the summer sun without protection for you to feel the damage that's been done. Not only is too much unprotected exposure to the sun painful, but it can cause changes to your skin texture, premature aging like wrinkled and leathery skin, and skin cancer, which can be deadly. Here's what you can do to guard against the sun's harmful UVA and UVB rays. Avoid or limit your sun exposure during the time when the sun's UV rays are the most intense, usually between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Wear protective clothing that covers your body and a hat that can shade your face, ears, and neck. Apply a broad-spectrum sunscreen and reapply it every two hours. And protect your eyes with sunglasses that block UV rays. Another sun-safe tip is checking your skin for moles and spots that are new or are changing in size, shape, or color. If you do spot something, alert your healthcare provider. Learn more about sun safety from the Minnesota Academy of PAs at minnesotapa.org. As you just heard, July is Ultraviolet Safety Month, and here is some additional information brought to us by PA Emily Scheid, who works in family medicine for Park Nicollet in Chanhassen and serves as a director at large for MAPA. Did you know that one in five Americans will have skin cancer in their lifetime? Skin cancer can be prevented with sun protection from the harmful UV light from the sun. Sun protection can also reduce premature aging, And there are three types of sun protection. One, shade. Two, wearing one of two different types of sunscreen. And three, wearing light layers of clothing that cover the skin. Ultraviolet radiation is a part of the sun's light spectrum that reaches the earth. There are three types of UV rays, UVA, B, and C. UVA makes up 95% of UV light and contributes to premature aging and wrinkles. UVB affects the top layer of skin and can cause sunburn and skin cancer. And thankfully, UVC doesn't absorb past the Earth's atmosphere. It is important to recognize your choices for sunscreen to protect your skin. There is physical sunscreen, which can reflect the sun's rays and is the most protective. It works well for people with sensitive skin and has active ingredients like zinc oxide and or titanium dioxide. This kind may not, unfortunately, blend into the skin very well. There is also chemical sunscreen, which will absorb the sun's rays like a sponge. This type will blend into the skin well, and you want to look for one or more of the following active ingredients. Oxybenzone, avobenzone, octosalate, octocrylene, homosalate, and octinoxate. Hope I said those right. 
If you have concerns about certain sunscreen ingredients, use the information above to choose an alternative that works for you. As long as it's broad spectrum, water resistant, and has SPF 30 or higher, it can effectively protect you from the sun. So make sure you reapply every two hours or after swimming or sweating. Now we move on to the legislative update. This is brought to us by our longtime lobbyist, Tom Lehman, who has represented MAPA and Minnesota's elected and appointed leaders since 2005, and he has worked in Minnesota politics and health policy for over 30 years. The Minnesota legislature ended its special session devoted to finalizing a state budget on June 30th, using all available time before a threatened state government shutdown on July 1st. Included in the final package was an $18.8 billion HHS spending bill that included extending postpartum coverage under medical assistance from 60 days to 12 months, the Dignity in Pregnancy and Childbirth Act, which is intended to address disparities in maternal and infant morbidity and mortality, better preventative care under medical assistance, new benefits for children with severe asthma under medical assistance, expanding medical assistance dental coverage to include non-surgical treatment for periodontal disease, tobacco vaping prevention, expanding telehealth, and requiring medical assistance to cover weight loss drugs. A second special session will be held in September that also has implication for Minnesota PAs. The September special session will resolve how to distribute $250 million in federal funding for frontline workers affected by COVID. This is expected to be a contentious debate within the healthcare community, as higher-paid workers such as RNs debate with lower-paid housekeeping, dietary, and other healthcare workers on whether payments will be prorated by income or split evenly among all workers. It will also be contentious between the healthcare community and other sectors, such as grocery workers, delivery drivers, janitors, and others who continue to work to serve the public before COVID vaccinations were available. And now a letter from the editor, P.A. Bev Kimball, known to many as Mama Mappa. Bev has held various positions within Mappa and after 36 years has decided it is past due time to retire. As President Jen Dieter discussed in her opening message, change can be a good thing. MAPA has had a succession of newsletter editors over the 36 years I have been a member. The eight PAs who have held the role over those years have done so for varying lengths of time. I honestly can't remember when my tenure started. I can, however, say that it is drawing to a close soon, which means it's time to change editors. So what does the editor do? They plan what will be included in each edition of Impact, solicit information and articles in keeping with that plan, yet stay flexible to incorporate late-breaking items as well. They proofread and edit submitted articles as necessary, transmit the articles to MAPA staff who create the document, and finally proofread and edit the final product as necessary. With this in mind, MAPA is seeking a volunteer to pick up the reins and continue to move us into the future, and I would be delighted to discuss this opportunity further with anyone who is interested in considering it. You can reach me, Bev that is, at editor at minnesotapa.org.
And as someone who is going through the impact issue from start to finish with this podcast and has been reading it prior to that, I also just want to give a personal shout out to Bev for all of her work on impact, as well as just MAPA in general, and just say thank you for your service all these years. And I know that you will help whoever takes over uh, do just as great of a job as you have in the future. Next up are member highlights, and we have four highlights in this issue in no particular order. First up is PA George Fraley. Congratulations to George upon his election to the position of director at large for the AAPA LGBTQ caucus. George is the current LGBTQ plus health lead for CentraCare. He has created a statewide teleprep program for Minnesotans to access PrEP and STI care remotely, and he is also the lead hepatitis C expedited cure provider for CentraCare. The second highlight is PA and now Dr. Carolyn Jar. Congratulations to Carolyn, who received her Doctor of Medical Science degree from A.T. Still University's Arizona School of Health Sciences on June 4th, 2021. Dr. Jar completed the education track as part of the DMSC degree program and completed a capstone research project entitled Remediation in the Didactic Phase, Practices and Perceptions of Accredited United States PA Programs. Her research has been accepted for a poster presentation at this year's Fall PAEA Conference. The next highlight is PA Hayden Middleton. Congratulations to Hayden on his appointment to the AAPA Early Career Commission. This is a relatively new group composed of AAPA leadership members, practicing PAs, and a single PA student from across the country that collaborates to cultivate early career engagement and to aid early career PAs. And I'd also like to give a personal congratulations to my friend and classmate. I hope you're listening to this episode, Hayden, and keep up the great work. And the final highlight is PA Sky Peltier. Congratulations to Sky, who will be joining the American Thrombosis and Hemostasis Network as the Director of Public Health Programs and Surveillance as of August 4th. The American Thrombosis and Hemostasis Network is a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of people affected by bleeding and clotting disorders. Again, congratulations to all of these members on their accomplishments and their work to continue to improve healthcare and PA practice. And remember, you can view all these member highlights and additional information via the link found in Impact. And now for a different kind of highlight, we have one more public service announcement for August before we begin to wrap up this episode. Vaccines. I know, you're probably tired of hearing about vaccines. Some Minnesotans would rather learn how to drive stick shift than hear about vaccines. Some would rather tell you their secret fishing spot than hear about vaccines. And dare I say, some Minnesotans would rather root for a certain football team from Green Bay than hear about vaccines. But vaccines are important. Starting at an early age and through adulthood, vaccines can give you an opportunity to live a healthier life. Starting in their first year of life, 
Children need vaccines to protect against hepatitis, diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, influenza, measles, mumps, rubella, and a whole host of other viruses and diseases. Almost 25% of Minnesota children are behind on their immunizations. Make sure your child is properly protected. Find out from your healthcare provider if you and your family members are up to date on your immunizations. And learn more from the Minnesota Academy of PAs at minnesotapa.org. As you just heard, August is Immunization Awareness Month, and here is some additional information brought to us by PA George Fraley, who is the current LGBTQ plus health lead at CentraCare, the past president of the New Zealand Physician Assistant Society, and currently sits on the MAPA Board of Directors and LGBTQ PA Caucus. Over the past year, vaccines have been a topic like never before, We've seen huge strides in technology with the mRNA vaccines and increased community knowledge about vaccines and immune response. We have seen unprecedented vaccine hesitancy due to historic racial injustices and or political ideology. There have been unique motivators for these communities with vaccine pop-ups, giveaways, and lotteries. And Minnesota even created a vaccine dashboard to track the state's effort. We've seen how impactful vaccines can be with a direct correlation to vaccine rates and COVID declines. Either way, vaccines have been one of the hottest topics of current medicine. We also know that with COVID restrictions, some of our routine vaccine efforts have fallen behind and some of our patients need to catch up. Some patients may have been in the middle of their HPV, hepatitis B, or zoster series, and those vaccines were put on hold. If you have questions about vaccines, please check out the links and resources provided about efforts and recommendations by the Minnesota Department of Health, CDC, American Academy of Pediatrics, and Immunization Action Coalition, as well as information on how mRNA vaccines work. All of these can be found in IMPACT. And speaking of resources, now on to an excellent cognitive assessment resource for providers, Do you have a patient with a cognitive impairment? And did you know that Medicare covers a separate visit for a cognitive assessment so you can more thoroughly evaluate cognitive function and help with care planning? The Cognitive Assessment and Care Plan Services CPT code 99483 typically starts with a 50-minute face-to-face visit that includes a detailed history and patient exam, resulting in a written care plan. Effective January 1st of this year, Medicare increased payment of these services to $282, although this may vary by geographic location. When provided in an office setting, added these services to the definition of primary care services in the Medicare Shared Savings Program and permanently covers these services via telehealth. Visit the CMS Cognitive Assessment webpage, watch the overview video on YouTube, and visit the National Institute on Aging website for additional information and resources. As always, links to all these can be found in this issue of Impact. And last but certainly not least are the PA program updates. I say this as a recent graduate as well as a former MAPA student representative. And this issue, we have one update from Alex Gettle from the 2022 class at the Mayo Clinic PA program. The Mayo PA program is excited for students to begin their clinical rotations starting August 2nd. 
Students will be experiencing 12 rotations across Mayo Clinic health systems, each one lasting four weeks. The program is also looking forward to its second class to begin the program later in August. The summer semester has allowed for even more in-person classes, which has helped build a stronger bond within the program and enhance students' learning. Students have enjoyed learning clinical skills, continued working through cases with VR goggles, spending time in the simulation center, working with handheld ultrasound devices, learning emergency medicine, special populations, amongst others to wrap up the didactic year. Our class has also participated in several activities over the last couple months. Starting a slow-pitch softball team has provided our class with an opportunity to get together each week outside of the classroom, and the old carts remain undefeated at 10 wins and 0 losses. The class also got together to celebrate a baby shower for classmate Faith. We also spent a day tubing on the Root River in Lanesboro, and a group of students went to Channel One Regional Food Bank, volunteering their time and energy into packing boxes of food. And remember, while there are no new updates for the other Minnesota PA programs, including Augsburg, St. Scholastica, St. Kate's, and Bethel, You can read all past updates from all five Minnesota PA programs via the link in Impact. And on that note, that is it for this episode of the MAPA podcast. We encourage you to subscribe to this in the podcast player of your choice. As I said before, my favorite is Overcast. Explore the website at minnesotapa.org. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All of these social media accounts are at MNACADPA. Just choose whatever works best for you to stay up to date and in the know with all that's happening with MAPA, healthcare, and PA practice in Minnesota and beyond. And until next time, remember to take care of yourself so you can take care of your patients.